0: Well, hey guys, uh, I'm back with not Ashley, but Pastor Barrett, and he's gonna kind of uh, give us, a sort of start us into today. Um, can you kind of tell us, So you, we've been talking these past few weeks, throughout Engage August, we've been talking about the opportunity of this season. Can you kind of remind us about that?
1: Yeah, so good morning, everybody. Uh, it's so great to be with y'all this morning. I'm so thankful uh, that y'all have chosen to worship with us today. So. The last few weeks, um, something I do every single year, but this year it seems to resonate a little bit more, uh, is that I typically uh, just remind us that life is seasonal. And God really does invite us to realize that there are unique seasons that he gives to us in life. And every single one of those seasons is uniquely purposed for something uh, that he has really desired and designed for us, really for an opportunity to know more of Him and an opportunity to show more of Him in our lives. And I've been talking about this from Ecclesiastes 3. You remember this. Um, Basically, the the passage in chapter three that most of us are familiar with that says, "You know, for everything there is a season. And not all of the seasons that are named in that passage are pleasant seasons. Um, There are seasons of joy and there are seasons of difficulty. And he goes through these different seasons. And one of them, of course, is a season to refrain from embracing, which I've kind of made a joke about in our social distancing time. How interesting is that? You know, that we can relate to that kind of season that we're, that we're in right now. But yet in all of these seasons, the scripture says he has made everything beautiful in its time, which means that he is at work in each and every season, uniquely doing some things that bring us some opportunities. And that's really how I've been trying to speak from God's word week after week week is saying, you know, right now, instead of looking at coronavirus and and all the changes of the season and being frustrated and railing against it, although it is really hard and it is really sad and it is really difficult, um, at the same time, we have to trust that God is is, is still at work in this season. And I really believe that we should have a perspective of saying, God, what are the opportunities that I have right now um, to get to know more of you? And so that's kind of where we've been the last few weeks, and today I'm excited because we're going to get the chance to hear from some folks in our church a little bit more about these things, which we'll talk about in a second. But
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, so I know we've t- been talking about three different aspects of this, yeah. so worship, community, and mission. Yep. Uh, can you give us a little review on kind of the opportunity for worship
1: Yeah. in this season? Sure. So we've, we've talked about worship, community, and mission uh, mainly because... What we see in the basic DNA of the church, and I was using Acts 2 42 to 47, and that is that in the basic DNA of the church, um, these things always are present in any and every season. And so we started with worship, and um, really what I was asking is, you know, how might this particular season allow us to experience God like never before? Um, One of our measures of healthy disciples, those who are in relationship with Jesus in a healthy way is desperate dependence. And desperate dependence is a posture of abiding in God's presence and longing for God's power and depending on God's promises. And so what I've been saying is in this season, how might it be that in these areas that there might be an opportunity for growth, Um, that there might be an opportunity for you to, to learn more of abiding in his presence for you to learn more of longing for His power, and you to learn more of depending on His promises. And we talked, of course, about Psalm 34, and we went through that Psalm together, we were looking at how God is worthy, and how that means we should praise Him, and bring our focus to Him, how God is available, and how that means we should seek Him, and really pursue Him, and really how God is good, and how we should trust Him, and be confident in Him. And so, that's kinda of what we're talking about with worship, and. Um, I've heard so many people say to me, thank you for speaking to this. Because honestly, I've been stuck in trying to get out of it and rather than realizing that there really is an opportunity to trust God more in it yeah. and to learn more of him as I do that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely relate with that. I think it's done that yeah. for me. Um, so worship, what about community?
1: Yeah, so in the community piece, what I was asking essentially from God's word as we looked at really a passage from 1 Samuel uh, is how might this particular season allow us to experience more intentional relationships than ever before? And you might go, what in the world? We're in a time of social distancing. Like, how am I supposed to experience growth and relationship right now? Are you kidding me? You must be out of tune. And I'm like, no, I'm not out of tune because what this season has done is it's put on us more responsibility to take ownership of our need for community. We have to be more intentional right now um, really than probably any other season. And yes, you might have to do it on phone calls and you might do it on Zoom. And some of us might do it in backyards or whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, But one of our measures of discipleship is covenant community. Healthy followers of Jesus live in covenant community, a choice we say to live in authentic relationships, being real with one another, um, selfless interdependence, and loving unity with other believers in the local church. And from that passage in 1 Samuel 23, as we looked at uh, David and Jonathan, um, what we saw is that really friendship is essential for us. God is relational. We're designed to be relational in any and every season. And that this deep spiritual community requires intentionality. It takes us actually taking ownership, like we talked about, we have an opportunity for in this season. And ultimately when we get to one another in relationship, we point each other to God. It's not about, just, oh, I love you, you're such a great friend, as much as you are designed to be my friend to help me know more of God. We point each other to God for help and hope. So again, the question I've been asking is, what does it look like in this season to learn more about how to have that intentionality? And we have shifted to life groups, okay, here at our church. And I know there's others who may not be in our church watching today. We're so glad you're here. But it is important for us as a church family, if ICC is your church home, We've shifted to life groups, not because we wanted to pull out some new and creative strategy just because, but because in this season, a centralized strategy doesn't work for everyone. So what we have said is, in this season, we need you. We all need to take ownership to reach out to some people we do trust and feel comfortable with, who are who are available and able to be friends with us, and to move together to, to raise our hands and say we're, we'll be a group, and to move together toward God um, intentionally uh, in that community. So. That's, that's what's behind life groups, yeah. Yeah.
0: So life groups are kind of a big deal for life us right now. Life groups are a huge deal. Yeah.
1: And it's funny, you know, I can't pretend that a single message is gonna automatically um, just work in the sense of like actually seeing this lived out in our body. Every single one of us has to, has to take responsibility to think about um, what, what we're willing and able to do right now in this season and who we might could do that with. And then to take ownership of reaching out, just reaching out, sending a text, making a call and saying, hey, you know, is it something that you could do with me or what are you all up to? And just being an initiator and then figuring out what it looks like to really live in that kind of intentional community. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, thanks. Is there anything, anything practical that people need to know who are watching right now about life groups?
1: Yes, um, we we had a beautiful graphic and the TV went out. So this is just part of doing live stream. We don't apologize ever for technical errors in the sense that um, sometimes we're making the choice to come live, okay, and sometimes it just happens. And y'all all all know that we all have devices and sometimes they don't work. So this was not working. So what we'll do is we'll put up the graphic as soon as we finish talking before we interview some folks in our church. But there are three steps uh, for you to take if you haven't already taken them. to so basically just initiate to identify yourself and then to allow someone from our shepherding leadership team to come alongside of you to really help you and resource you. So I hope everyone is choosing to take those steps. Again, the heart of it is that all of us always ought to be saying, God, how can I move into a deeper experience of community with your church?
0: Yeah. And for anyone who is is hearing this and they haven't seen it yet, it's on the website. Yep the Life Groups page on our website is where all of this lives, step by step, right? So that's where I can go if I'm
1: wanting to look and see more. That's exactly right. Okay, okay. Hope everybody will take a step this week. Yeah,
0: great. Yeah. Well, did you wanna review anything about mission before we move? Yeah, so that last one was mission,
1: and um, uh, this was just last week. If you miss any week, you can always go back, but we were looking at Acts, uh, the early church, and we were looking at Acts two, really through chapter five. And we were looking at just the reality that in, in every single season, really we have the opportunity to ask the question, God, how might this season allow me to learn to live with greater purpose uh, than ever before? And one of our measures, ICC measures, a measure of uh, healthy followers of Jesus is to live with a passionate purpose. And that is a daily ambition, like a true desire and ambition to, to know and to live for Jesus, right? in my family, in my job, and in my community. And all of us have an opportunity to live with greater passionate purpose in this season. And you might ag- again go, what in the world? Like how am I supposed to do that right now? But there are ways right now that you could do that. And the fact that we are more confined at home in ways and in our neighborhoods and with our families even more and our children even more, and perhaps in our work groups are, are, are a little different and there's questions being asked and conversations being had that are People are seeking help and seeking hope. There are opportunities even right now in this season. So what we've been saying is, you know, what if this crisis was not meant to paralyze us, but to mobilize us? Um, what if in this season, God is sovereignly working like persecution was happening in the church and they went, oh, this is bad. But at the same time, we look at it in history and go, look at how God was mobilizing his church in that time. What if right now, even though there are so many bad things going on and hard things going on, that God might be mobilizing us uh, in this time. So we looked at those characteristics of missional people last week, eager, not apathetic and compassionate, not callous, bold and not fearful, trusting, not doubting, suffering for others, not selfish and glad and not mad. And if you miss it, you can go back and look, but I hope that those characteristics, God will work in our hearts and lives for the season ahead. So yeah.
0: absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing, kind of catching us up yeah. to where we're at today. So today we're going to be hearing from some some folks, their testimonies, right? Yep,
1: that's right. So we're about to transition, and I'm so excited because it is my desire pastorally for you not just to hear from me and God's Word and my story, but also for you to hear from God and the stories of others in our church community. And I really am excited for, for uh, the group that we have today to be able to share with you uh, personally uh, just about how they have experienced God in the season and how they want to encourage you to do the same. So let's put up the graphic of the life group, uh, steps and we'll transition right now, uh, to this time of sharing from a group here in our church. Sounds great. Thanks, Mitchell. Thanks. Why don't we make the rounds and let y'all introduce yourselves if you don't mind.
2: So I'm Annette and this is my husband, Shane. Um, we have been in Memphis for a little over two years and have called ICC home, um, the week we talked about community was our two-year anniversary, so yay! Um, and we have a sweet
3: little, almost three-year-old named Ruby at home. That's awesome. I'm Kayla Edwards, and I moved here a year ago, and I work at Baptist as a physical therapist.
4: I'm Korean, and I this is actually my seventh, engaged August, so... Um, I have been here for a long time. Um, and then I am actually a registered nurse at Baptist as well. So I see Kayla a lot in the hallways.
1: (laughs) Well, thank y'all again for being here this morning. I'm super grateful. Um, obviously we're, you know, I just gave a little summary of kind of where we've been over the last month. And I know all of you have been watching and home like everybody else. And, uh, What a strange season it is. Um, Shane and Annette walked in this morning and they were like, we haven't been in this building on Sunday in five, six months. It's so good to be back. And we're so glad to have you back. But I know y'all understand like what it's like to worship from home and what everybody's going through right now. But yeah, as I talk through these things from the past month, you know, we've been together thinking about the opportunity of this season and these ways. And so That's our conversation today. And I want to start with you, Kayla, because um, I was talking with you, I guess, last week. Happy birthday, by the way. Everybody, Kayla had a birthday this week, so happy birthday. Um, And uh, you were talking this week just about some significance of this week, um, this month in your life, not just because it's your birthday, uh, but but because of some things you're reflecting on that God has done. And as I talk about the opportunity to really know more, to grow in relationship with God uh, in in this season. How does that, yeah, how do you reflect on that? What does it mean to you?
3: Yeah, so I've reflected a lot over the last year. Um, And long story short, I did not want to come to Memphis for many reasons, Um, but God was so gracious to make it so clear to me, like this is exactly where he wanted me. And so I knew I had to like surrender in that. Um, But yeah, I think over the last year, just learning to be honest with God, especially with COVID and just the craziness of 2020. Um, ben Stewart's a preacher in DC. I don't know if you all know him, but um, when I was at AM he taught Breakaway Ministries there. So I followed him for years. And, um, and in one of his sermons, he said, um, you know, being honest with God, like you can beat on his chest and then fall into his arms. And just like that picture of like, I'm such a visual person. So like imagining like me beating on God's chest when I don't understand sometimes and when life's hard and, like you know you want to glorify god you want to be honest with him but like sometimes you just like i'm trying to like glorify you and praise you i know that's what i'm supposed to do but like this is so hard right now and this tension of like what i'm feeling as a human but what i know i should be doing as like a good christian um so that picture of like beating on god's chest was just like so freeing for me and i had this picture of this like crazy wife like jumping on her husband's back and like beating him with a newspaper <laughs> and just like pulling his hair and just like going crazy on him And, like, in those moments, like, in your soul, like, feeling that, like, you want to do that with God sometimes. Just, like, I don't understand. But, like, not staying in that state, not staying, like, disrespectful or, like, not honoring him or, like, complaining to him forever. Um, But I felt that, like, um, before I came to Memphis, I was so honest with God, I told him what I really thought. Um, But, like, the more I was honest with him, like, I became so much more intimate with God, like, through that honesty, He's yeah. like, now I can work with you. Now you're getting to the real you, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just been like super cool to watch. Like God's not like running away from our honesty with him. Like he welcomes our honesty. Um, Yeah, to just beat on his chest, but then ultimately surrender into his arms that he does know best.
4: Yeah. And now
3: that I'm a year later, like I can't imagine being anywhere else but Memphis. Because it's, yeah. it's been like the most rich year of my life for sure.
1: Yeah.
3: But yeah. That's so just, cool. Yeah.
1: So, like, I talked about, I think, the worship week. I bragged on Michelle, because my wife, Michelle, I think is amazing. And um, I talked about how, you know, when she shared her story, she was identifying different seasons with different aspects of God's character by talking about his names. So I'm wondering, so this is like an anniversary week for you, right, too, Um, in terms of, like, one year in Memphis. Um, It's so cool. Y'all both are celebrating... Memphis anniversaries this week. Corianne, is that you too? This is amazing. It's anniversary month. Um, a lot of people moved to town in August. But yeah, I was just wondering, Kayla, for you, like, how, how do you say, if, if you had to name like one attribute of God or characteristic of God that you've really gotten to know this year in a way that you haven't known before, how would you identify that?
3: I don't know if it's an attribute maybe, but just His grace. Like, for his grace to allow us to have this space to, like, wrestle with him, you yeah. know? Um, like, not denying our humanness, you know? Because I was always, like, the good girl trying to, like, say the right things and worship God all the time, you know? And, like, but, like, we're still human and we still truly struggle with stuff. So, just, like, that he gives us this time and the space to, like, truly be honest with him. Yeah. But, yeah, like, not staying there forever, but just for a season, if that's, you know? Yeah. Whether it's an hour or, like, three weeks, just,
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thankful. I'm reading this book right now called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Orland. It is so good. And one of the things that he talks about, there's only one verse in the Bible that describes, um, directly describes what's in the heart of Jesus. And it's the verse, you know, from Matthew where he says, come to me all you are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And that's what I hear when You know, you're describing your experience with God this year. You know, it's the opportunity to really experience His gentleness and His lowliness, His accessibility to you, and His grace towards you and giving you Himself, uh, which is what you need. So,
3: I got that book for my birthday, too.
1: (laughs) It's so good. I wish I could give it to everybody. Now somebody's going to hold me to my word. But anyway, (laughs) I've been giving it out like it's candy because it's just so good. What about y'all? I mean, have others, as it relates to just the opportunity for worship? and getting to know God in unique ways right now that maybe you wouldn't have before the season. Could you speak to that at all?
2: Yeah, I think, um, Kayla, everything you said, oh my goodness. Yes. I feel like we are sisters and that's for sure. Um, I can't remember when, but back when all of this coronavirus started somebody in our small group, maybe, or somebody had said, not everyone will be, um, We'll get the coronavirus, but everyone will be exposed by the coronavirus. And I was like, "Oh, I don't really know what that means." But Lord, did the Lord um, exposed some areas of my heart. And so, um, I've always kind of been a little anxious person. I think uh, my type A personality just kind of breeds into that, right? A lot of us <laughs> medical people, we can feel that, right? Like we're perfectionists. We like to do well. And so, but I've always thought, Shane will probably disagree with me, but I've kept it in check a little bit. Um, but man, cor- yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but man, coronavirus just really stripped away all the in check I thought that I had. And so um, what I really saw about God is just his love in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and on days where I just want to be in my room, and wall with my family, just boarded up, right? I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. And almost have felt paralyzed, but the Lord can meet me in that, you know, and in that brokenness, and you know, maybe it's just, I don't really know where to look in my Bible right now, but oh, I'm going to turn on this Christian song, and I'm just going to get on my knees, and I'm just going to worship you right now, and I think your image, came Kayla, oh my goodness, it's so spot on, Right. Um, it's just like beating on his chest. But then sometimes I find myself just imagining like God's still sovereign, right? Like he's still sitting beside me. Like he sees me in my brokenness, even when I can't feel him, right? Like he's still there. And so sometimes it's just me crying out to God. Like, I just want to feel your presence. So I think I've just felt. Closer to God in a lot of ways than I mm. ever have because of the desperate dependence. And yeah. I know that was the series we actually came in on, yeah, right? Yeah. I think now we, we all wish we never prayed for desperate right? dependence. Right, exactly, exactly. Um,
1: God to... sent COVID. Yeah. And so yeah. I
2: think that's what I've really gotten to know God's heart more in this season, just because literally, like, I have to cling to Him or I cannot function.
1: Yeah. Thank you for being honest about that. Curry?
4: Yeah, I think um, for me, I have, um, understood, um, covenant faithfulness a lot more. Um, I, at the beginning, um, really struggled in a lot of ways, um, just to trust in the basic things that God has said, um, about who he is. Um, and in light of that, who, um, he's created me for and who he's created me to be. And, um, I think in the past few months, um, I have had to really like surrender my heart and life and, and, I know a lot about the scriptures, but like it's different surrendering my life to the scriptures. Surrendering my life that God is going to be um, a faithful God because He has always been, now and forevermore will He be that God. Yeah. And so um, I have had to, um, in hearts, in my heart, um, repent and believe the gospel to be true. Um, and it's been a daily battle. Um, you know, going in and out every single day. Um, I know it's like, it's different for medical people um, right now. Um, And it has caused me to um, see a lot of sin exposed in my own heart. Um, And so really releasing myself to the hand of the Lord um, in this time has been something that I've had to like daily um, submit myself to him.
1: If you had to name a word, like... You know, how have you grown to know God more? Who who do you know him to be more right now um, because of that?
4: Yeah, like I said, I would say um, God is a faithful God and um, the things that he does is loving and so um, Yeah, I have had to press into his steadfast love um, and the things that we're being um, Exposed by is not to hurt me. It's not to um, make me Feel less than, but it's um, really to help me repent and believe that God is who He says He is, and He'll do what He'll say He'll do.
1: Yeah. I uh, was reminded I was talking uh, this week to Chrisidus, who is our partner over in uh, India, and love that brother. So i was talking to him on a WhatsApp call. It's amazing that you can do that nowadays. But he was talking about some of the difficulties they'd experienced um, there in India. And he brought up the verse from Hebrews, how the Lord disciplines the one who he loves. And I was like, I really wish he had not said this right now, because I was kind of in a place of complaining a little bit about some of the challenges and frustrations of the season. And he said, you know, sometimes God uses those very things, uh, like Jesus talks about in John 15, you know, the pruning of the vine. He uses those things to to sanctify us, to, to bring our hearts to greater Just love for him and surrender to him, and that's good. (laughs) As hard as it is, that is a better gift. And I think I said, I I quoted in in one of the, I think it was that sermon, that God is more concerned for our character than our comfort. And for us to remember that this season is a a good gift for God to be working in our hearts. Well, let's talk about community, Um, because they're related, you know, the two... The experience of, of of actually having the opportunity to grow a relationship with others really leads us in a deeper relationship with God. It should, if if it's done the way God desires. Um, let's talk about that, Shane and Annette. So, <laughs> I read your Facebook post. Annette tagged me in a Facebook post. I guess it was a week Oops. or two ago. Oops. <laughs> and um, they were celebrating Shane y'all's move to Memphis, like you just said, two years ago. And I had forgotten. You, you said something about the first day that you came to ICC. So I'll let you tell your story, but I know that I know the community is a big part yeah. of y'all's journey here.
2: But just to make a point, uh, Shane, do you think you can relate to Kayla and the kicking and screaming coming back to Memphis?
5: Absolutely. My vision was not to stay in Memphis. I was, we was going to come here for two years and head back to Little Rock. Yeah. But God had a bigger plan that it's, I didn't know about.
2: Yeah, this is actually Shane's third time to move to Memphis, and yeah. he was like, seriously? Um, I'm, originally, I'm originally from <laughs> South Haven, so I'm
5: from here. So it's I'm like, I want to I experience something else different. But
2: yeah, the Lord said, but the no, Lord no, said nope, no.
5: you're staying here. I'm like, okay.
2: Yeah, so um, our first Sunday at ICC was kind of funny. Um, we had just moved to town. We had a seven-month-old baby. We had moved so I could do some medical training. And let me tell you, Barrett, I'm an Arkansas girl through and through. Like, okay. Back, like, you know, Go Hogs was like Ruby's first couple of words. Like, we are legit Arkansas fans. And so when I did residency, did training, I knew I wanted to do allergy immunology, but Arkansas didn't have a program. And it was like, oh, we got to move. Okay. So we are moving, we found LaBonner, I loved the program, but literally Memphis was just going to be like a blip on the radar. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to tell on my husband here, but literally had a countdown on his phone.
1: How many people, though, come into Memphis <laughs> with an eye at <laughs> the exit door? Yeah, so many exactly, people. Exactly, we did that too. Right, right. Like, I'll come, but I'm leaving in quickly yeah. as I can. Yes, exactly. This is so only he, a four-year deal. Yes, yeah. yes, so he
2: had like a two-year, however many days, so many minutes, so many seconds, like a alarm. the seconds. I going to go off <laughs> on his phone. And so, um, but we knew that a piece of our heart that was missing in Little Rock, and it was our own fault, I would say we were at a life stage where we were more like surface Christians, and we weren't really, like, experiencing the Lord, and I feel like we both felt pretty convicted, like, with moving, and some of it was selfish because we didn't really know anybody, right? And, like, what's a better way to get to know people? But it was like, we have to prioritize this. And so, we knew when we moved, we just started looking at churches. So, we tried out a couple of churches, I randomly Googled, and I I don't know, Barrett, I could be wrong, but I feel like I probably even Googled, like, non-denominational, because I was just like, I don't know, like, Uh how much of the commitment, I don't know how, but somehow the Lord knew we needed ICC, so I Googled it, and we started stalking the website, and we were talking about (laughs) it, and I was like, oh, it's close to our house, the people look fun, like, we could try this. So my parents were staying with us, and that Sunday morning, I had told my mom, who is, like, the sweetest person in the world, if you don't know her, but anyway, told my mom that We were thinking about trying this church, but it started at 9, and this is 830, right? And we're all sitting there. None of us are ready to go. Like, you know, it's crazy. We have a baby. Like, my parents are here. My mom's like, well, let's just go. I literally all said some not-so-nice things to my mom. I was like, Mom, we're going to be late. We're going to be those people walking into church with a seven-month-old baby that likes to cry and talk all the time. And, like, that's just embarrassing, and I can't handle it. (laughs) And then we keep talking about it, and I'm like, fine, Mom, if you want to go, we'll go. That's literally what I told my mom, okay? Walk in. And Barrett is preaching on how you need friends. And how the reason why I felt like we needed friends was because this is how God had designed us. Like we were meant to be in authentic relationships with people who point us towards the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so the first time I met Barrett, I was exiting literally in tears and I was like, you don't know me, but I just really needed to hear this today.
1: <laughs> and,
2: and we both literally. That's a regular got-
1: <laughs> experience for me.
5: Really. <laughs> it's just playing.
2: And so we got on the car. Of course, I apologized to my mom and Shane and I were both like, this is it. Um, and cool. I mean, like, y'all, we came here and we knew no one. And I had a lunch date by the end of it. Um, hmm. so I think some of what drew us to ICC so much was just the authenticity of the people and the community that's here. Um, and so, yeah, then we got in a small group and I don't know.
1: Yeah, Shane, you want to talk to that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you want to kind of talk
2: about how we've grown? And,
1: how has uh, it been? Because I know we've tiptoed in, in some ways, um, for, for you and for y'all, like how has the experience of community kind of shaped your experience here in Memphis, and and more importantly, how has it led y'all closer to understanding a sincere, authentic relationship with God from a place of being surface to a place of of growing in depth?
5: Um, I think uh, when we came here, we we just felt so loved from everybody here. And when we got into small groups, we got some one-on-one with people and good friends that we are um, with right now and um just the joy of having somebody there um to help you along the way whenever we was in uh, little rock and we um we wasn't connected and we got here and just automatically just we just connected and um it was um just peaceful and graceful. it's like god just talked to you and Mm -hmm. um I guess during the, um, about the time Corona um, came, we was actually moving into a different house, a bigger house. So our mindset was, oh, we have a bigger house. We can have more people over because the house that we was in before we was kind of limited. And uh, now we move in this big house and Corona's here and it shuts it down. And we're just sitting in this big house with ourselves, with our two year old and struggling. It, yeah. it was, you know, we was kind of um, grieving because we wanted that because we had big plans for that, and it just shut down. And I think during that time, um, especially at the very beginning, it was just like, okay, we sh- we shut down and almost not shut down from God, but not interacting with him as much because you don't have the community with everybody. Um, but we started doing live zoom yeah you know for small groups and that was great you know it's good because you get to talk but you still you're still missing something and we just had to uh transition into uh this coronavirus wasn't gonna go away so you have to just step out get out of your comfort zone and um just um figure out what's what's um what you're comfortable with, you know, if you're only comfortable with one person, like when we first started, we would have people over, but we was outside front, front porch, back porch. Yeah. Um, we have advanced to that and actually had some people over now. So it's just a, just the steps you got to take and yeah. just the willingness. Yeah.
1: We're so thankful y'all are in our church and in our community, and I heard you're smoking ribs this afternoon, by the way. This is how they really live in community, is they, they're finding ways. And this is what I love about y'all. Y'all are so eager to just uh, be real and to, like, move toward people relationally. And just finding ways to hang out with some guys, you know, and smoking ribs in, exactly. the, in the backyard. But that is better than doing nothing at all. Exactly. Just finding any and every way right now to be yeah. with other believers and to encourage one another in the faith. And I love y'all for that. Y'all want to speak to this at all, just the the interaction of um, experience of, of real relationships and community, and also how that's like fueling, really, your, your faith and trust, depth of relationship with God? What is that looking like for y'all in this season? I mean, it's, it's weird, but it's still important, so.
3: I guess I'll go. Um, yeah, kind of like echoing of what y'all said of like, I came here, I didn't know, I knew like maybe five people in Memphis, so... I knew I was gonna have to jump in and like put myself out there to like really like find friends. I have no family close by, so I was like, I'm gonna have to like have community to survive here. And um, yeah, kind of like being honest with God, but I think being honest with people as well, like extending that honesty with people, because we all know like when people are being fake with us, or like I told Barrett this earlier, like um Ben Stewart also said, you know, like if you came up to me at church and you're like, Hey, Kayla, how you doing? But you knew I was just diagnosed with cancer, and I'm like, Oh, Barrett, I'm great, like you would know, and you're like, okay, she's not being real with me, like, we've all experienced that, like, when someone's being fake with us, or not being real with us, and, like, that doesn't get us anywhere with community, so, sometimes, I guess, it's, like, putting yourself out there first, like, being honest with somebody, and uh, I've experienced that, like, I share my story, and then they'll share, like, their story in return, so I think just putting yourself out there sometimes will help other people reciprocate that, because they see you're trusting them, so then they'll trust you, and, um, yeah, just, I guess putting yourself out there, smoking yeah. groups with people. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that, but I'll find another yeah. way.
1: <laughs> what are you going to be doing for life groups? I mean, what's what's the plan in this season that everything is disrupted? Do you know yet?
3: I don't know my life group. I was talking about that last night. I I had just haven't even slowed down to, like, think about it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I have so many, like, overlapping groups, and I'm like, I don't know which, like, where to go yet. So Yeah. I really have no idea. I haven't yeah. even like thought about it. So if anybody wants a life group, Kayla's yeah, available and
1: <laughs> you can reach out. Yeah. Okay, that's sure. cool. Curry, I, I think you are such an example of being a faithful disciple of Christ, but also discipling others well. And I know in this season when everything shut down, you persisted in inviting people in and making space for continuation of community and What I love about you is that you are so intentional, not just to hang out, but you go to God's Word. And if you don't know Curry, if you ever get to know her, you're going to know that she's passionate about God's Word. And I love that about you. You've got it right there. Um, But yeah, you want to describe kind of what you've been doing in this season and how you have made the choice again and again to figure out ways to stay in God's Word with other people in your life?
4: Yeah. Um, This time has actually looked a lot similar Uh, similarly, um, to past times for me, um, the strategy never changed for me. Um, and so I literally sent out an email to a couple of girls that, um, I know love, uh, the Lord and love his word. And so I like cast out kind of a net and said like, Hey, if you want to come in, um, I'm hosting this Bible study, um, And this is the time, this is the day, this is what we're doing. Um, And if you feel comfortable, please come. Um, And so um, that looked a little bit differently each week because as cases started going up and um, it it looked differently uh, week to week. But um, yeah, my strategy never changed. Um, And so for the past seven weeks, I've actually been studying the Book of Jude with um, a couple of women um, from here. And um, it has been, so, so good. Um, I think a lot of times I personally have taken advantage, um, of the togetherness, meeting together in a church. And so, um, you can ask some people in this room, like there would be so many times that I would just like come into, um, Thursday night Bible study, just like crying. Cause I was so happy to, um, be together with women and under the word of God. And so, um, it has brought me a sense of um, joy in being able to study the things of God with women that I love and care about. And um, out of um, the word, it has brought a sense of community because naturally, as you study the word together, um, you are not looking to self, but you're looking to God. And so Jude, if you know anything about the book of Jude, um, it's all about contending for the faith. It's um, choosing to believe that God is the one who's gonna keep you from stumbling. It's choosing to believe that he has power and authority and dominion. And so, during this time, I, I'm i only 20, I'm about to be 25, but I have n- never in my lifetime known a time to be this crazy, to be this dis- uh, disrupted. And so, um, for me, and- I think f-
1: people who are 85 feel that way too. Yes, so, like seriously,
4: it's yeah. been insane. And so, um, for me and for the women that studied together, um, having a sense that God is on his throne, he is um, protecting us now, and then he will protect us in the life to come. And so, um, having that reminder, helping us look to the life of Jesus, helping us look to the things that he's accomplished for us, um, has brought a sense of togetherness that um, I can't even describe. And so, It has brought so much joy um, for me to be able to walk with women um, and just like hearing um, that God is the one who um, is gracious and he's the one who's loving. At the beginning of the text um, of Jude, it's like, God is the one who will be gracious. He's the one who will show mercy and entering into that with other people um, has been the greatest joy in past seasons of my life. And then this season has been even more um, joyful because um, we went months and months without meeting together. And so having the word of God be central in our life um, and pursuing Christ likeness together has been such a joy to walk in with other women. So cool. Yeah.
1: I think about the text, you know, the, the passage in 1 Samuel 23 where we looked at, you know, talked about how Jonathan strengthened David's hand in God. And I, I've experienced that, you know, in the community that we've had, you know, when you get together, yes, it's fun, it's good. You could talk about this, that, or the other, but at the end of the night or the end of the time, you, you truly do feel like you're able to place one another's hands again in the hand of God and, and really strengthen and encourage one another to just remember God and to continue to persist persevere and trusting him because he who promises faithful and it's what Paul talked about you know in Romans 1 where he said I want to be with you so that we can be mutually encouraged by one another's faith and that really does happen in the context of community all right we can hang out all day and I think we're running short on time so here's what I'd love if real quick I mean real quick if you had to encourage those who are Listening in today and worshiping with us today, uh, toward one thing, uh, toward God, toward experience with God in this season. What would it be? Let's let's just go around and speak into that real
5: quick. Um, I just think challenge yourself. I mean, I know it's hard with the coronavirus, but you know, you can't stay in your in your own bubble by yourself. It's it's just not healthy, you know. Um, so just challenge yourself on um getting out and if it's just having one person over and you're talking through a screen door it's it's better than being alone and not by your and by yourself um so i just cha- that's one of the challenges that we had to go through you know that's why we took baby steps trying yeah. to figure out what we want so yeah you just got to be willing to take that chance and trust god that uh you know he's he's going to protect you yeah and um I don't think he created this coronavirus for us to be away from each other. I think he created it for us to be more intentional together, uh, yeah. having maybe one-on-one more conversations and getting to know each other deeper yeah. than we did before this. Yeah. So.
1: I know the first two months of COVID, we had Emma Grace; she's just been born, so we were very, very careful. But we had porch dates. We were on the inside of the house, and people would come to our house. And we would literally be so starved for community, we would hang out together through our glass door. Y'all did that one day. And we would just talk for 30 minutes to an hour through the glass. So even if you can't physically, you know, risk that exposure, you can find a way. So what about you, Annette?
2: I would, and I sound like the Nike commercial, but just do it. Um, and I would just encourage you in this next season, like if you're struggling in your heart, like to maybe, you know, be more intentional, just really ask God to just come in and tell you like what area am I like, calling you to like be more intentional with, like whether that's with mission or whether that's in community or just really just go to him and ask him because I've found myself if I'm really just honest with God, like what Caleb was talking about, I get so much more out of it.
1: Yeah. Good. Thank you.
3: Yeah, I guess that going off what they said, just like initiate, you know, put yourself out there. And um, even if it's just one person, like you said, like you don't have to, you know, stand on a stage yet, but like just one person and just be honest with them. Cause we all like want that community, even non-believers, like everyone longs for that connection with people and with God. So um, I don't think anyone's going to think you're weird or whatever, being honest with them. It's like, they feel so honored that you trust them with yourself. So. Um, Yeah, I would just say put yourself out there and see what happens.
1: So good. Thank you.
4: I would say um, you need friends. And (laughs) I would say um, vulnerability breeds intimacy. So find a friend, be vulnerable with them, um, and enjoy God together.
1: So, so good. Thank you all so much for being willing to share today. As we close, I'm thinking about Hebrews uh, chapter 10, starting in verse... 19. If you've got your Bible, you can look at it with me. Uh, But it says, therefore, brother, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he has opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. And since we have such a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, In full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near i hope in some way in this season uh, we're going to move on from the series but we're not going to move on from the season Uh, but i hope in some way in this season that everyone uh, who has you know that we have influence over in any way would really consider what it is uh, that we could do in this season to really learn to hold fast to God even more, to the confession of our hope without wavering, and learn in a personal way that he who promised is faithful. He is, like Curry was talking about, he is faithful. And also, how to continue to find any and every way to to be with other believers, because we need that encouragement. And all the more as the day draws near, we need the encouragement that comes as we point each other to God. And um, I hope, you know, life groups, again, it wasn't, it's not some, something we just came up with out of the blue, it's just trying to say right now in this season, we know it's different for everybody. So you tell us what it looks like for you. If it's you and one other person, that's fine. We can support you in that. If it's through a door, <laughs> that's fine. If it's over a coffee table or in your backyard, smoking ribs, Shane, that's good. But we all need to make the choice to initiate community and then to identify ourselves and then to figure out how we can be intentional about moving toward Jesus, whether that's reviewing a sermon, reading the Bible like Jude, uh, going to some other book uh, and studying it together that's gospel-centered. We all can do it, and I just hope that we will.